something wrong on this campus. Today I'm talking about Master. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I am talking about a movie called Master, which is an Amazon Prime exclusive, and it's kind of a psychological horror-slash-thriller movie, and I thought it was pretty good, and there's just a couple of things I would change. Overall, I think the performances are good, and the concept is good, just needs it's just a little extra. And uh, yeah, so that's what I'm going to be talking about today. So without further ado, let's get started. <clears throat> Hello, Amber. This is my cat. Horror movies have always been great venues for social commentary, specifically by capturing what scares a society or a certain group of people within a society. Granted, there has been ebbs and flows within the genre and how incisive it's been willing to be. See most of the 2000s for a vacuum in horror movies with a point to make. But the last half decade or so has been full of movies with on-the-nose social commentary, whether it's the commentary on American racism in Get Out, a takedown of the wealthy in Ready or Not, or even the silly-as-hell takedown of the cost of fast fashion in Slacks. Which brings us to a recent Amazon Prime-exclusive Master, about racist institutions, failures to undo their mistakes. The film takes place in Ancaster, an Ivy League-esque university in New England, where two black women are breaking new ground. The first is Gail Bishop, played by Regina Hall, who has just been named the school's newest and first black master. The second is Jasmine Moore, a freshman who has been assigned to a supposedly cursed dorm room. But despite school leadership's insistence that their campus and faculty are more accepting than ever, Jasmine and Gail are dogged by microaggressions and perhaps even a supernatural element that wants to destroy them or remove them from the school. I think Master is a pretty good movie that could use a little more focus. I think the ideas it's addressing are excellent and well conveyed, while at the same time feeling like two or three different movies slammed into each other. What the film is superbly good at is conveying the feeling of isolation a woman of color would experience in a predominantly white space, like at one of these universities. From the second she steps on campus, Jasmine is treated like she doesn't belong. Conversations stop when she enters the room, staff members treat her with le- treat her with less kindness, and there's a pile of microaggressions she has to deal with, for instance, comparing her to a random list of black celebrities when somebody when she asks, "What do you think my name is?" This quickly turns into a series of not-so-subtle racial attacks that may or may not be in her head. On the other side, Gail is dealing with a house that keeps making noises at night and feels unfriendly. That also starts to demonstrate overt hostility with a supernatural bent. Little moments like Jasmine clearly straightening her hair for classes or the awkward way another black professor speaks, aka trying way too hard to sound stereotypically black, all work very well. The actress Zoe Renee handles all of Jasmine's ups and downs incredibly well, and paired with writer-director Mariama Diallo's dark visuals, the atmosphere in the movie is top-notch. So, where does this movie stumble? And I'd say it's in the delivery. The movie's core idea is a good one. The concept is that despite the outward appearances of acceptance, that places like Ivy League schools are still ruled by the same ideology they were founded upon, which includes systemic racism. They're not necessarily better. They're just better at hiding it or treating it like an isolated incident. The problem is how the idea is conveyed. 
The first point that will probably irk a number of viewers is how so many of the film's ideas are delivered via monologues from either Gale or Jasmine. There's a lot of telling and not so much showing. Part of me gets why this is, since a lot of audience are, audiences are dense, and sometimes you've got to give your main idea straight to camera, but when coupled with the on-campus incidents, you'd think this would be obvious, because Master includes very charged imagery, like, like nooses and burning crosses, in association with what Jasmine experiences. Again, I get what this is going for, that the subtle racism is just a watered-down version of old-school hate that can drive someone crazy or bring someone down. But the way it manifests seems to have two speeds. It's either the in-your-face imagery or a shadow lurking in the dark. And neither is fully explained. It could be supernatural, it could be folks at, on campus at fault. We just don't know. Essentially, the movie shifts extremely hard between metaphor and text, and it's often clumsy or awkward. And that's before we get into a subplot about the aforementioned professor who tries too hard that seems somewhat, yet not entirely related to what's happening. While I think many people will find this movie effective, I think Master would have been better with a stronger sense of pacing and a focus on its main ideas. 7 out of 10. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.